Good morning. I'm uh, absolutely thrilled to uh, be speaking today. I've been looking forward to this Sunday for for quite a long quite a long time, really. Um, and so it's great to be with you. I'm one of the pastors here at Kings. It's my privilege to lead the team. And uh, I think what what I'm going to be sharing uh, this morning, I think, has been. Um, is it percolating? Is that what happens with coffee when it slowly works its way through? It's sort of been, oh, maybe that's not the right word. It's yeah, percolating through the eldership for the last couple of years. You know, we've, we've been living with this for a little while and uh, it's absolutely wonderful. We, we shared it with the leadership team on Tuesday night and we were so massively encouraged by the response there. And so we're looking forward to sharing with you today. And uh, what we're going to be sharing is what God has placed on our hearts for us as a community, for us as a family, for us as a church over the next, I suppose, five years and beyond. It's sort of the direction we feel we are to go in. Now, normally, normally we would start with the Bible. Normally, we would open uh, a passage in the Bible. We've done Psalms recently. Before that, we did Ephesians. This morning, we're not going to start in a passage because um, I just didn't feel that was the right, right thing to do. In some ways, couldn't find a passage. I felt that I don't want to try and make the Bible fit with what I'm going to say. I feel what God's given me is right but we're not going to try and squeeze something into it. But we will reference the Bible on the way through. So if you've got your Bibles, put them on one knee. If you've got a notebook, put it on the other knee so you can make a few notes. And if you haven't, um, don't worry, because I think I'm told we're recording it twice this morning and we're videoing it, so there will be plenty of opportunity if you want to listen again. Brilliant. Isn't Isn't it amazing what we can do together? don't know if you've ever thought of that. Isn't it amazing what we can do, whether it's corporately as a church or us as individuals? If you just pause for a moment and think, it is pretty incredible, it's pretty amazing. But I don't think it's that surprising. I don't think it's that surprising because when you realise what God thinks about you as church... When you understand what it says in this book about his body, the church, it isn't actually that surprising that we can do amazing things together. When you think that you carry the kingdom of God on the inside of you, that the Holy Spirit lives in you, that you've been united with Jesus Christ and you are a carrier of the kingdom and where you go you influence and bring change, it isn't actually that surprising that you can do amazing things for God in your workplaces, in your families, in your schools and your colleges. You know, God has big plans for us. Both corporately, that's us together, but individually in whatever situation or thing God has called you to do. He has called us to be those that bring transformation. He has called us to be those that change. Not not just, in a sense, change in a limited fashion what is going on here, but what is going on out there. We are agents for change. We are those that bring impact. We are salt. We are light. We, in some ways, we agitate. Not in a bad way, but because of what God's put in us, we are to bring change. We are a missional, disciple-making, caring-for-the-poor community. That is who we are. We are called to go out. 
We are called to grow bigger and stronger in God. We are called to care for those who don't have a voice, who don't have the means, who cannot look after themselves. That is why we are here as a community of people. We are called to love one another. Even those of us that really wind us up, we're called to love one another in a sacrificial way. We're called to be those that step out in faith and try things that if God does not turn up, we will fall flat on our faces. That's, that's not just for us as a church, that's for you as an individual. That's for me. That we're to live life in such a way that we make enough space for God that if he doesn't turn up, I fall. That's, that's what it's about. A group of people that don't look to their own resources, but look to their father who is in heaven. God loves his church. God loves you as an individual. And when it says, when I say, when we say God loves the church, it's it's not an organisation. It's not a building. It's a family of people. It's you. You are the church. The strength of King's Church is down to, in a sense, God working within us, yes, but actually the strength of our relationships together. The strength of your relationship with the person next to you, your love for them, your commitment to them, how you serve them, is the strength of us as a church. Our ability to open our hearts wide enough to allow new people to come in, For us to warmly accept them, to serve them, to love them, to help them in their weaknesses and in their brokenness. That's the strength we have as a church. Our ability, our empowering, what God has given us to do it. If if we have no relationships together, if we have no fellowship, if we have no closeness, we have no church. We're not just an organisation, we're not just a random group of people, we're family. We're, We're a body. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but it says... In Ephesians chapter 2, it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22, it says this, and it says, God put all things under Jesus' feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of of him who fills all in all. I don't know if you've ever thought about that. So Jesus, who is God, who lacks nothing in himself, has always existed and always will exist, knows all things, is all-powerful, he's the head. We're his body. I don't know if you've ever thought that's incredible. That in some ways... Christ isn't just doing it all on his own. He's dynamically, relationally linked himself to a group of people here on earth and said, I'm going to work through you. When he was working out the best way to come and reach your neighbours, he picked you and said, you go do it. You're part of my body. He could intervene. He could send Gabriel, a host of heavenly angels. He could speak directly in dreams and visions. Sometimes he does it. But more often than not, he says, I pick you. You're my body. You're my hands. You're my feet. You're the one I'm choosing. The church is a pretty incredible thing. This is what Bill Hybels says about the church. 
There is nothing like the local church when it's working right. Its beauty is indescribable. Its power is breathtaking. Its potential is unlimited. If they get it, that's sort of you, that's me. If, if I get it, if you get it, and get on with it, churches can, be the re, can become the redemptive centres Jesus wanted them to be. Dynamic teaching, creative worship, deep community, effective evangelism, joyful service will combine to renew the hearts and minds of seekers and believers alike, strengthen families, transform communities, and change the world. It's a local church. It's us. It's us. Martin Lloyd-Jones, an amazing Bible preacher from the last century, said this, There is nothing beyond the church. She is the highest, most supreme manifestation of the wisdom of God. I mean, these are big claims, aren't they? But these guys haven't just made it up. They've read the Bible. And they said, oh, that's what the Bible says, in spite of sometimes what they've seen. You know, I'm not claiming we're perfect. But core our potential if we really understood it. Your potential if you really grasp what God has called you to and what God has given to you. John Stott. Um, uh, An Anglican vicar theologian said this about the church. If the church is central to God's purpose, as seen in both history and the gospel, it must surely be central in our lives. How can we take lightly what God takes so seriously? How dare we push to the circumference what God has placed in the centre? Church is so much more than where you go on Sundays. It's your family it's your community, it's the people you belong to. It's the people you turn to in mourning and in sickness. It's the people who correct you when you're going the wrong way. They're the people that love you in spite of all of your awkwardness. That's the church. That's who she is. That's who we are called to be. And I have such an ambition for us as a community of people beyond where we have yet attained. There is so much more for us. But what an adventure we have got in front of us. It is amazing what we can do when we come together, pursue God and each play our part. Let me tell you just quickly two very brief accounts. Some of them you'll know about. Actually, both of them you'll know about. First one is the food bank. About five years ago, eight very normal members of King's Church Hastings had a passion to reach the poor. They wanted to do something that could serve our broader community. They felt there was more that we could do as a church, but there was more that they could do, a bigger part that they could play. So they just started meeting together and praying. They started exploring what needs existed, what could be done. And what was birthed as such a small mustard seed of the kingdom of God now serves hundreds of people every month gives out tons of food every year. Blesses so many people, not just providing food, three days supply when they've got nothing else, but provides so much more of a warm welcome, a loving reception, kindness, a listening ear. It started in the hearts of a few people just like us who met together and said, I wonder if we can make a difference. 
But it's amazing as they gathered together and prayed and sought God and shared heart and shared vision how God was able to grow it and bless it. Four or five years ago, we thought we needed to change the building. And so we went. It was all on a perhaps God will work for us. Perhaps God will go with us. Why don't we draw up some plans for this building? Why don't we share our heart and our vision to the church, to the community here? Why don't we have a gift day? Let's just see what God could do. And in that first season of giving, you gave £360,000. And that wasn't two big gifts. That was hundreds and hundreds of people giving what God had placed on their heart to give. And then the following year, another £260,000. And the following year, another £220,000. And now, with the building, we have, I don't know, thousands of people coming through every week. We have people coming here who would never think of coming here on a Sunday. They're a million miles from being here on a Sunday. But we're part of their daily lives now. We're able to express something of the love of God. It's amazing what God can do through us. And the aim of the preach, this preach really this week and next week is to set out to explain what we feel God has given to us. This, this amazing community of people his body, what God is leading us into, to share the direction, to give some details and then see what God will do as we step out. A few years ago I shared this phrase, that we feel that we are called to grow a healthy church, bringing the kingdom to Hastings and 1066 country. And if you look at the phrase that's on there behind me, you'll notice that the first half, as it were, is, is a depth issue. It's a, it's a quality issue, but the second half of the phrase is a breadth issue. It's a going out issue. Well, I'm going to leave the first half of the phrase till next week. We're going to look again at what it is to go deeper in God. We're going to unpack something of what's on my heart for the 40 days of hungering after God. What I'm going to do this morning is I want to look at how are we going to reach, how are we going to reach Hastings and 1066 country? How are we going to do what God has called us to do there? Why don't we, uh, why don't we just pray and then I'm going to dive in. Lord, I thank you for this amazing community of people. I thank you for kings. I thank you for our rich heritage in so many ways. I thank you for your plans and purposes that you've got for us as a community of people. And I ask you, Lord, please would you help me to communicate this effectively and clearly. I ask that in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. So how are we going to reach 1066 country? How are we going to do it? Well, we very much feel that God has placed on our hearts the way we're going to reach out from where we are now is through venues. So we are going to move from being one church with two meetings. So we have a 10 o'clock meeting. Welcome. And we have a 6.30 p.m. evening meeting, which will be going on at 6.30, funnily enough. We're going to, meet, we're going to move from one church with two meetings to being one church with four venues. 
So over the coming years, we are going to plant a venue into Bexhill. We are going to plant a venue into central St. Leonard's. We are going to change a very good evening meeting into its own venue, its own congregation. And we are going to replant the 10 a.m. meeting. Let me share a little bit of what we have got lined up on each of those. Let me give you some details. So Bexhill, we are going to plant a venue into Bexhill and we are going to be sending Steve and Laurie Young and Andrew Bunt to go and join with the saints, the church already in Bexhill and already serving there to get the venue off the ground. It's going to be really similar to our Sunday morning meeting, our Hastings, our 10am meeting. We're looking to build in a similar way. We want to start it with 60 or more adults. We do not want less than 60 adults going to Bexhill when it starts because we want it to go with a bang. We want to start with momentum. And have a look around. There's plenty of us here, you know. So we can definitely spare 60 or more to go over to Bexhill and get this going. We're going to start by building community life midweek. I mean, we're going to build on what Ian and Claire and the community group are already doing. We're going to add to that and take that forward. And we aim to launch the Sunday meeting in Bexhill in January 18. So that's about 15 months' time. Now, you may think 15 months is an awful long time to wait before we get to get, get a Sunday meeting going in Bexhill. Let me assure you it's not. There is a whole load of stuff to be done. But that's when we're planning. That's when we're praying into it. So... Just have a look around quite now. And uh, if, you're, if you're living in Bexhill at the moment, can you put your hand in the air? Okay. Now, I want you to imagine all of these seats being empty. So if you're part of the 10am meeting, we've got some filling to do, yeah? And what giftedness we're going to be sending, hey? Not necessarily all of you living in Bexhill want to go, will necessarily go, but you're very welcome to. What about St. Leonard's? St. Leonard, I mean, I wonder most of you, or some of you might have been thinking, Bexhill, yeah, we knew that was coming, although we're really pleased. What about Central St. Leonard's? We want to plant a venue of kings into Central St. Leonard's. Looking to build a church that can bless that community. We don't know who's going to lead it yet. We, told God, we feel God's told us to go and do it. We don't know who the leader's going to be. So if you're praying, we need a leader for that venue. It's going to have exactly the same values as us here at King's, the 10 a.m. meeting, the 6.30 mean, but its expression will probably be very different. The people we are looking to reach in central St. Leonard's probably would find it quite hard. 40 minutes of worship, 40 minutes of preaching like we do here. Some of you might be thinking, I'm finding it quite hard. So we want to build church and give it an expression that will serve that community, particularly looking to reach people who are not mobile enough to come and join us on a Sunday morning up here. I mean, it's not easy to get here on a Sunday morning if you don't have a car. We think we're going to launch the venue on the back of kingdom-focused social action. 
So we want to go and serve that community first. We don't quite know in what way yet. We want to find out. We want to serve that community first and then let a Sunday meeting grow on the back of it. It'll probably have a much smaller team. We're not looking for 60 people to go down there. Might only be 15 or 20 to start with. Really knowing the call of God to go and serve into that neighbourhood. Maybe the people who are going to serve there will want to move into that area so they genuinely become part of the community down there. We're looking to get a permanent venue so we'll have a permanent presence. That doesn't mean we're going to buy a building, we may rent a building, but we feel we want to have a permanent expression there so it's not not just at certain times. We're going to start by building midweek community life. And at some point on the back of that, we will look to start a Sunday venue, a Sunday meeting. What about 6.30 meeting? You all with me so far? Venue number three. So the evening meeting started really well. We feel it's gone, you know, we think the worship often is absolutely really good. We feel we've, we've got a great venue. But as we've looked over the last three years, and by the way, I think it's our our third birthday next month for our evening meeting. It's amazing, isn't it? How long, how long that has been going. What we feel we need to develop, though, is community life. What, what we feel is we don't just want a nice meeting, we want to really build church there. We want to build community life there. Probably we need to, well, we do need to develop midweek church life. We also feel it needs its own dedicated leadership team who can really bring focus and energy um, to that community of people, that congregation. And so it is absolutely, I'm absolutely delighted to be able to tell you that Alid and Lou are going to be taking on the leadership of that venue. That is going to be their primary focus. Steve and Maddie are also going to be joining them as well in that, um, but very much it's going to be Ali and Lou who pick it up and run with it. Um, the elders will never be that far away. Um, they won't get rid of us that easily. Um, we'll always be around in that sense, but, but we're going to be there to support them and see them grow that venue into all God has got for them. We're going to work on midweek church life. Again, values will be the same, but expression is a bit different. It's a different community of people, different congregation. So the expression will be different. And we're going to look to relaunch the evening meeting as a congregation, as a venue, January this... January, next January. So what about the morning meeting? Um, we, we need to replant the morning. That's you. Oh, I'm talking about you. As we start new venues, um, we're going to be the the main venue that gives. Um, We're going to give amazing people away. We're going to give people that are giving financially. We're going to give leaders away. We're going to give servers. We're going to give disciples of Jesus Christ away. And that means as a congregation, as a venue, we need to come back together. We need to shuffle closer together, as it were. We need to find fresh faith to go again into all God is calling us to do. Myself and Chloe, um, we're, we're here. This is our venue. This is where we're giving the best of our time. 
We're going to be ably assisted by Paul and Ros, Sam and Claire, others as well. We want to keep growing disciples, growing servers, growing leaders. There's There's great opportunity for fresh growth in God. There's great opportunity for fresh adventures with him over this coming season. We need to adapt the auditorium, we feel. We feel we need to make some changes, make it a little bit more intimate, particularly to assist us when we gather to worship Jesus. Um, The bigness of it, we feel sometimes works against us. We have a heating system that cools us in the winter and heats us in the summer. So we need to make a few adjustments to that and the lighting. So fairly minor changes in comparison to what we have done, but we need to do something as we regather at 10am just to help us as we're connecting with Jesus, as we're going again, as we're making disciples. We need to push in to some of these things as well. So what about the one church bit? It sound, it's, you might think, well, it sounds to me like really what you're doing is you're planting four churches. No, no. One church with four venues. The reality is we want to be together. We can do more together than we can apart. There is greater strength as we stay together, serving, supporting, loving one another, helping each other in the individual visions than there, there is if we separate There's going to be one eldership team, myself and Steve at the moment, but right up high on our agenda is we need to grow the eldership team. Two elders is not enough. We need more. But one eldership over the whole church setting vision, values and direction. I'm still leading the whole church. Some of you know it may be a good thing or a bad thing, but hey, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm very much here. I'll get told off for that phrase as well in a minute, but anyway. Unity is going to be maintained through shared vision and values. We're going to have one church events where we all come back together. We're going to have a shared preaching diet. So 80% of the time, what gets preached in Hastings 10am is what's going to get preached at the 6.30 meeting and what's going to get preached in Bexhill. It'll be a shared preaching diet. There'll be a crossover of people. Not everyone living in Bexhill will maybe want to leave this this venue, that's fine. Some of you living in St. Leonard's may want to go and join the Bexhill thing. That's all right. That's fine. There'll also be shared leadership gift. So different leaders coming to and from across the venues. And the one church will provide, as it were, and I know this sounds a little bit corporate, I don't mean it that way, but, but one church will provide um, sort of core services, many things that, that, that we don't really even realise are going on Sunday by Sunday. Things like the finance team. There'd just be one finance team serving all four venues. We've got a, an amazing, amazing group of trustees that serve so well. Well, we're going to have one group of trustees. We've got Sue and the admin team that do absolutely incredibly well. I mean, I think she's taking it a bit easy these days, but it doesn't matter. I think the four venues, four venues, we'll pick the pace up and we'll, you know, we we'll just keep Sue going a bit quicker. But there's also a lot of shared things as well that we can. You may say, well, 
why take this step? Isn't it going pretty well? I mean, looking around, you're a, you know, we're a good group together. Why, why do we want to do this? Isn't it going to be more expensive? Isn't it going to be more stressful? Isn't it going to be more challenging? I think I'm going to miss my friends that I'm not going to see anymore because they've gone to... Why, why are we doing this? Well, I've got four reasons. Firstly, the Bible tells us to go on mission. It tells us to reach out and go for people that don't yet know Jesus. And we believe that going to four venues is one of the most effective ways we can do this. We're going to go closer to where people are at. And we feel we need a really good reason not to go out and do mission because the Bible is so clear that we should be going out and doing mission. So although the Bible doesn't talk about King's Church Hastings in 2016 going for venues, there is an underlying um, principle of going out, reaching people who don't yet know about Jesus. And we feel that, that that is a great advantage of it. Along with that as well, actually there's great opportunities for personal growth. This is a season where we get to grow in God. There's going to be a whole load of gaps that are going to cause me and Steve to worry. But you can fill and you can stop our worry as you step up and say, I'll give it a go. I'll do something I've never done before. I'm going to step in. I'm, I've never really led anything, but I think I'm going to step up and lead. I've never served before, but actually I'm going to join one of the serving teams. I'm just going to get stuck in. I'm going to make a difference. So firstly, the Bible. Secondly, apostolically. We're part of New Ground family of churches that's led by Dave Holden. Many of you will have encountered him at prayer meetings or on Sundays or, or, or the New Ground booklet that comes out on a termly basis. Well, we've shared this with Dave Holden. He thinks it's great. He thinks where we're planning to go, what we're looking to do is wonderful. And probably, if anything, he thinks, you know, it's good we're taking some risks. It's good we're stepping out. And we don't quite know what that will mean for us, where that will lead us. We also know from an apostolic perspective, there's a lot of other churches who are doing it as well. So you go down the road to Eastbourne, they've been doing it for a number of years. Sidcup, where Dave is based, have just started one venue. They're going to start another venue soon. If any of you have heard of Fillmore... Some of you might have heard of Phil Moore. I mean, he's an amazing author, an amazing church leader. Well, they sort of seem to plant venues nearly every two weeks. I don't think it is quite as often as that. But they, they are very, you know, they are going, they're going to take the whole of London. So apostolically, prophetically, I've always, I've always carried in my heart that we are here as a church, not just for Hastings and St. Leonard's. We have a broader remit. We've had recent prophetic words about this as well. Like a torch beam coming out from the Hastings Centre and pointing on Bex Hill, Battle, Hawkehurst and Rye. This is just the first wave. Not to worry you. It's not an end goal. It's like waves on, a, on the seashore coming in. This is another wave. The tide is coming up a little bit further than it did before. And also we've just noticed people are moving to Bexhill. They're moving from Hastings to Bexhill. And I don't think that they knew what was going on. I don't think they've moved because that was going on. I think God has just been drawing people over to the west, getting it ready. And that has been a real prophetic confirmation for us in that. And then fourthly, just the right timing. I mean, ever, again, ever since I've been leading the church, I've been leading for seven years now, people from Bexhill have had a real desire that they would have a church plant or a venue over there. I know. But you see, I'm stubborn. 
and we'll only move when it's the right time. We won't, we won't go prematurely. We'll go when the time is right. And very much for myself and Steve and Sam before he went, we very much felt, no, this is the right moment. We very much feel God is in it and he's lining up these jigsaw pieces ready for us to take these next steps. Those four reasons. Why are we doing it? It will be harder. It'll be an adventure, though. It'll give us opportunities to pursue God like never before. So what, what is the next step? Well, I'm sharing with you this week and I'm sharing with you next week. We've got 40 days of hungering after God where I think it's a great opportunity just to lay it all before him. Alid and Lou, Steve and Maddie, they're already starting to gather people with the evening meeting. If you're interested in finding out more, go and, go and see them. Steve and Laurie, Andrew, just sort of starting to get their heads together. But Ian and Claire already gathering an amazing group of people over in Bexhill doing life together. If you're interested in Bex Hill, go and talk to Stephen Laurie. Find out, find out more. As we heard in the notices, we're having... Well, I'm actually making a bit of an executive decision now. It's two gift days, but actually it's more of a... We'll have a bit more of a mini-season of giving, okay, for this. Because actually this is quite expensive. If we were looking for the cheapest option, it's best just to stay together. Go slim line. Um, so we're going to have two gift days. Mini season of giving, opportunity to pledge through the next nine, 12 months. Because our normal giving will not pay for what we are planning to do. We, it's, it's incredible generosity, but it covers what we're doing now, not what God's calling us to do. So we, we, we need um, to bring this before you. Um, a friend of mine from another family of churches um, planted a church a couple of years ago. Um, when this family, and this is how this family of churches did it, they, they provided a building for them, they've covered his salary, and they've given him a £50,000 lump sum to buy equipment and do everything that was needed to get this church plant off the ground. Now, we, we can't be that generous, but each of these venues will be expensive to get off the ground. And so over the next three to four years, we will need an extra three to four hundred thousand pounds in order to make this work. Let me say that again, just in case you had a momentary ear block. So over the next three to four years, we will need somewhere between three to four hundred thousand pounds to make this work. Because as we plant into Bexhill, we want, we want to bless them. We want to provide what they need for the first few years so they can find their feet, so they can really run, they can really go for it. When we go into St. Leonard's, we want to provide what they need to really go for it in St. Leonard's, to gather a bit of momentum and not worry about how much is in the offering this week. We want to bless them as they go. What does it mean for you? I, I would invite you to pray to consider your role in this. For some of you, God may be calling you to move house. For some of you, God may be calling you to move into new ministry opportunities. For some of you, you just don't know, but you just want to be involved and you're going to prayerfully consider and go, go after God and see what he speaks to you. One church, four venues. When we shared this at the leadership meeting, um, Dave Lyons, who... 
um, has, was an elder at King's for many, many years, stood up at the end and just said he wanted to share a prophetic word. And he, he, I, I think he may have had a, an inkling about some of it, but, but certainly not the full extent of what we were doing. And he said he saw a Connect Four board. Does everyone know how you Connect Four? You know, the, the thing where you put the counters in and you have to get four counters in a row. And he could see us lining up and putting four counters in. But he couldn't work out how that fitted in with us as a church because he didn't know about four venues. And so he saw us putting these four counters in. And just as the fourth counter comes in, it's as though God is on the other side of the board. He's also playing. And just as we think we've got this straight line, these four counts, it's nearly as though God comes in at an angle and does something that we just were not expecting. And I believe even as we've made our plans, even as we've brought them before God in prayer and all sorts of different things, I believe God's got more for us than even we know here. He's got other things that are going to take us by surprise, things we're really aiming at and suddenly see him come in from the side and doing wonderful things. Dave Holden, back in February 15. Um, about 18 months ago, had a prophetic word for us as a church. It was at a church prayer meeting. He said, we need to shed a grasshopper mentality. It is not who we are. It can stop us from taking the land that God has for us. Time of real growth is coming at King's that will cause others to be surprised. We didn't think this group had it in them. How did King's do that? We will be successful and achieve breakthrough. This grasshopper mentality links back to the Israelites when the spies went into the promised land. And ten of the spies came back saying that we can't do it. Only two of them came back saying we could. And the ten who came back, they came back and these were their words. They said, and we seemed ourselves like grasshoppers and so we seemed to them. They were saying in comparison to the giants in the land, how on earth can we ever do this? We need to shed that mentality. God has big plans for his church. God has big plans for us. We need to be a church that steps into it. Why don't we stand and... Janair, could I just invite you? You and Joe, would you both of you better come up, please? And maybe Kevin. Why don't we stand? It's funny for myself and Steve, um, life is, is so busy at the moment. Just church life is busy. And one church, two meetings, you can nearly wonder how on earth, how on earth can we ever move it forward? Do we even have it within our capacity to do it? Well, the first stepping stone is not to think like grasshoppers and look at ourselves, but to look at God. The great I am. Why don't we just close our eyes? Holy Spirit, I want to thank you that you are so here with us. We, we so value you being with us, Holy Spirit. We so love your closeness. We love it when you speak to us. We love it when you confirm things into our hearts. Lord, I I love your tenderness. I love your kindness to me. 
I pray, Holy Spirit, would you please come and just fill each of us right now. Even for those from Alfie's Word that are living in fear right now. I just pray, Lord, that the, the light of your peace would shine into our hearts. I thank you, Lord, you have called us to be an army with banners. You have called us to be a people who take ground for you and do exploits for you. You'd never intended that we would just stay within these four walls, but to burst out. Seeing lives and communities changed by the power of the gospel. Lord, we commit... We commit all of these plans into your hands. Lord, we commit our lives into your plans, into your hands. We say, Lord God, would it be done? I'm available for you. Come and have your way in my life today. Let's use this song as a prayer, as a declaration to God.